You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. My name is Fred Slow. You're listening to ABQ Central. I got a got a New Year's got a New Year's resolution, and that's to tell everyone how much I love and care about Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? Happy New Year, buddy. That's kind of you. Is it though? Was I celebrating <laughs> the New Year, or was I celebrating the death of the old one? Flip a coin. Nope. Only death. Good morning, Mike Vitale. How are you? Oh, boy, that was a great start to 2021 on the air. <laughs> Coming in cold. Good morning. Love you too, Fred. I just had the worst month of my life, fellas. It wasn't your best work. But you it made it hot. out. You made it out. That's all that matters. I like that mentality, Vitale. I like that. You survived it, so it's okay that it happened. Fred, what does not kill you will probably make you weaker because you almost died. Yes. Yes. The start of my month was, is it, all right, am I a COVID survivor now? Is that a group? Yes. Vital says yes. I say grow up. <laughs> Yowzer. Let me mute my mic as my lungs are still hearing. Oh my god. How are you feeling? You feeling better? You feeling stronger? Physically speaking, I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that other part has been in shambles for years. What are you talking about? Mentally, emotionally, yes, spiritually, yes, yes, yes. cognitively? Uh-huh. All those. Yeah, group them group them together. <laughs> all that brain stuff, not so hot. The worst month of my entire life, Van. Solid six for me. It's pretty average. <laughs> what? Down the middle? Yeah, it was meh. I guess it was another month. So you didn't catch the COVID is what you're saying? I will. I skipped out on the COVID. I've been very vigilant right. on old Uncle Corvid. Did you spend your birthday in the hospital? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No? Oh, you didn't do that? No, that's all you, you, buddy. Did your childhood mentor pass? Uh, I don't know. Never had one. Okay. No one's ever cared for me. Rest in peace. <laughs> the most influential individual of my juvenile years, Linda McNeese. She is a saint. You ever see this? You ever see um, what's the one there? The Christmas one where there's Clarence the Angel. What am I thinking of? It's a Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. That's what Linda McNeese was to me. She passed away last week. So sorry for you, buddy. Thank you. How do you feel about heartbreak? How do you feel about that? You ever had that? Uh, quite often, my friend. Going down a path here. Yeah. See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing? Really? It's a snowball. It's a snowball of despair. <laughs> Keep how talking. Was your, how was your super soft Christmas and New Year's? Uh, also, solid six. Yeah. Yeah. Spent uh, Christmas Day alone. Ooh, been there. And then uh, 
did the show last week, then went up and saw the fam for a few days. That was nice. Oh, yeah, and they Had were a good. safe little quarantine Christmas. Okay. Hung out with the same four people for four days straight. It was very nice. And then uh, also had New Year's alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, not during the day. Had a, got to hang with the kiddo, have some fun. But a no New Year's party. And Fred, you know me. Yes. I go hard. You love celebrating years. I go oh, hard in that. the paint when yeah. I got a reason. And I didn't do squat this year. No. I did a socially distanced New Year's Eve party. Where my, because I'm currently in St. Louis, Missouri, and I, my brother set up a recliner in the corner of the room, and I was allowed to wallflower like greater than six feet from everyone else, wearing my mask, sneaking in hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres? Hors d'oeuvres? Adore? Hors d'oeuvres? I don't want to pronounce it out loud. I, I mess it Thank up. Thank you. <clears throat> Socially distanced. But I saw that every neighbor that he has spent their stimulus check on fireworks. <laughs> That's nice. So that was nice. <laughs> I, I social distance. I social distance so successfully. Yes. On New Year's Eve, I didn't yes. enter anyone's home, and I didn't allow anyone to enter mine. That's insanely impressive. Yeah. Not this year. You just yelled from the porch because no one listened. I just sat around and. Uh, looked at other people's new year's eve parties on facebook and i snitched on them to mlg smart i just i just texted the governor all these what people's you, addresses who are having fun new year's eve parties what you did is you went and got with your 600 hundred dollar stimulus a ghillie suit and you hid in the parking lot of legacy church i'm sorry a what suit a ghillie that's like a ask vital is an army guy that's like a Oh, that's like the Bush dude, like a swap yeah. monster suit. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. I never knew what those and were called. That was called. in the Marines, not the Army. Don't screw that up again. Ooh. Ooh. I learned what that was a couple years ago when everyone was more or less fully stimulated by American Sniper and how it was the greatest story ever told. If you're into weird militaristic propaganda movies we're proud of some weird stuff here in america aren't we yeah we are yeah we are some might say we got our priorities mixed up oh man i can't believe i invaded this country and then 20 years later i made a movie about it and how sad it made me <laughs> what yeah i didn't watch what? it oh it was garbage it's kind of like the titanic paper? i knew how it was going to end so i just didn't uh, bother yeah that's how i was with those like all those movies they recently made about the Atlanta game, like the Olympic Games in Atlanta. Like I know it was Eric Rudolph. Like I know that. Yeah. I yeah, know, yeah. Like I know a history that everyone should know. Like why I'm, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, just make a documentary. Yeah. You don't need to bring Matt Damon into this. We know what happened. Matt Damon. <laughs> <sighs> I hope it was the worst December of my life. I hope that every month it only gets better. Even if it gets better by the most minor of measurable, that's what I want. Because that has to have been the worst month of my life. That has to have been the worst Christmas of my life. That has to have been the worst New Year's of my life. Sorry to my brother. Yet. <laughs> Yet, right? <laughs> Ye of little foresight. 
I hate to. I don't. I don't know how to tell you this, Fred. You get what you deserve. Twenty twenty's not over. What? Don't fool yourself. Just because you've got to flip your calendar, twenty twenty will attack. This is just the sequel. Nothing's changed. There's still a pandemic. There's still gross racial injustice. What? Not solved? Yeah. Still can't go to a baseball game. Still can't go to a concert. Let's talk about that today. Your your girlfriend probably doesn't like you. She's just stuck with you because she can't leave. There's nowhere else to go. No other options. There's a pandemic. She's just faking it until the pandemic's over. Then she's going to get an apartment. Is there anything with her worse? salsa instructor? Yeah, who? What? That was that was too specific. Yeah, why was that so specific? <laughs> specifically specific. <laughs> Suspicious even. Uh-huh. She always said there is nothing for you to worry about. So I didn't worry. Huh. Foolhardy of your boy. Foolhardy. Why can't you salsa yet, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> You've been going to this class for 6 months. You don't know how to salsa. A pop. I have no idea what dance costs. I only recently learned of flamenco dancing. Are you familiar with this? Absolutely. Okay. Well, then I won't educate you. Yeah, this is Albuquerque, New Mexico, Fred. We all know what flamenco dancing is. Did you eat your black-eyed peas yesterday? Dude, for the first year ever, I didn't. (laughs) You're done for. No, I got to switch it up. I usually make uh, black-eyed peas and cornbread... Every yes. New Year's Day, but I said, "When did, when did you become forget young that?" Not 2020. You don't deserve black-eyed peas and cornbread 2021. After what you did to me last year, I'm skipping you're, a year. You're ready for the worst. News I'm from the popcorn. South, Fred. Of course, I do black-eyed peas and cornbread. No, you're not this South. year, though. No, this year's a little curvy ball. 2021 was sitting dead red for you with the black eyed peas. You threw a change up. I got a feeling. <laughs> Speaking of black eyed peas. Good reference. Thank you. I'm about ready to break you and the listener's heart. You haven't done that already? Debbie, well, Debbie Downer coming into the show, just moping around. The energy I bring to the program is the energy I have in real life, man. Oh. And I right now, I'm turtling. I'm turtling bad. <laughs> well, that's an awesome mental image. Thanks for that. <laughs> Paint a picture. Yeah, you do. Today at 9.30, not 9 o'clock as we're so often accustomed. Izzy Gonzalez will join us on the program. Oh, what a doll. She's a tremendous person. She's a tremendous contributor. We have an announcement to make where we get back from break. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from multiple talk ABQ studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion. Breaking news tomorrow on the Mesa of Lights. We're going to give that to you, too. Woo. We're partnered with the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9. What other station are we on? 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Van, thanks for letting me put it all out there. Yeah, I don't think it's over. (laughs) (laughs) How did I wake up on this year's wrong side of the bed? Well, you got to experience 2020. I'm an emotional roller coaster. 
I think that's a fair definition of myself. 2020 is Miles Garrett, and we are Mason Rudolph. <laughs> You're telling me there's going to be a rematch? There's a rematch. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, 2020. How can they outdo that? <sighs> Big announcement on the program. Joining us at 9.30, Izzy Gonzalez of the Layer in M. She calls us the other day just to add to the turmoil of 2020. And she made sure to call before 2021, Vital, so that she wouldn't ruin the new year. Izzy Gonzalez will be joining us for the last time consistently today. This will be Izzy's last regular appearance on the program, TBD, a length of time, as... Well, I mean, she's just she's working a lot. I mean, there's not another way to say it, Van. There is she's, another way to say it, Fred. She's become so vastly popular that what she did, no longer has time for your boys. That's what you wanted to say, right? I want to know what you said to her that drove her away, <laughs> like all the other women in your life. What did you do, Fred? Well, I know it yeah, wasn't me. My mother would have left, except she can't. Oh, well, there's that. You got there's genes. There's that. There's genetics. There's blood tied into that relationship. Yeah. Holding on for, like, if she needs a kidney or something. <laughs> Which my, mine are working again, so I'm, I'm, I'm back to desirable. You'd make a pretty quality organ donor. Anything except for the liver. Yes. Yeah. I'm O negative, Van. I don't know if you know that. O negative. It didn't work too hot on the COVID, did it? Your Superman, it Superman blood doesn't beat COVID. I I'm not one for conspiracies, but but the the day I realized I didn't have special enough blood to defeat the most deadly pandemic in the history of the world, that's when I thought they were out to get me. Well, it's it's not the most deadly pandemic in the history of the world, but what we get that. Fox News said it was. Well, I don't believe Fox News. Oh shoot! O A N O A N only. I want the truth. <laughs> <laughs> also, Van, you had an announcement about the Rio Rancho Event Center and their lights. Yeah, it was such an overwhelming success. Everyone in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho has already seen it and enjoyed how beautiful it is, so they're only doing two more nights. So hurry up. If you didn't get a chance to see it, hurry up and get out there to the Rio Rancho Event Center and check out the magical Mesa Christmas, over 5 million Christmas lights. So tonight and tomorrow. That's it. Not going into next week like they had originally planned. Correct. Okay. Well, there we have it. And we're not we're not giving away tickets this week because everyone's seen it. They already saw it. Everyone's That's seen really it. what happened though. Like so if many you people came if, out so early. If you're the last, amazing. if you're the last four families in <laughs> Albuquerque and Rio Rancho not to see it because they counted, it's everyone except for you four people. If you guys haven't seen it, then uh, get out there. Is there a way that like you could live the rest of your life being the only family that didn't see it? Because when when social gatherings come back together, 
Like, this is going to be the talking point. Sure. Did you watch any football yesterday? I did. Yes, I did. I uh, I went down a The Morning Show wormhole. Yes. Not an actual morning show, but the Apple TV drama. Oh, not familiar. I blew through that thing in two days. So I was going I was going in between. A, I had The Morning Show on the big screen, and then I was watching football on my computer. So I was double fisting all day yesterday. What I don't I don't know what the show is though. What is oh my show? goodness! Well, you got to check it out, man. It is it is wildly above average. Good, not great. Definitely worth watching. Uh, Jennifer have... Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. Oh, you got Apple TV, buddy. Do I? Oh, because yeah. you have it. Because I have it. Yes, okay. that's why you have it. Excellent. Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston. Um, what's that girl? Um. She was a, a victim of that hate crime that one morning. Uh, that actress that got stabbed, uh, Reese. What? Reese. Um, are you lying to me right what now? Is what it? are you talking about? I can't about? think of any Reese. What is it, Vitel? What the actress that got stabbed that one time? Was it Reese? Um, Reese Witherspoon? No, no, no. It was with a knife. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Yeah, yeah Reese Witherspoon's in it. Um the guy from the league, I forget his name. Uh, yeah, it's really good, really well done. It's about the Me Too movement. A morning huh. show gets plagued by a bunch of horny dudes. So, oh, like uh, like Garrison Keillor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Garrison Keillor. Okay, okay. Man, I no, didn't not realize with that Keillor. So after you, all right, so after you got done with your soap opera, you turned on sports. No, I was doing both. I was double fisting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I had a one okay, screen so dedicated was, to one. This was a like game on, volume down kind of situation. Uh, yeah, faintly. Yeah, faint, okay. faint volume. The, so the my stories had the main volume. The first game, there wasn't much of a story. And when I say the first game, I'm not about to talk to you about Auburn Northwestern. I don't care about that. Hey, good on I'm Northwestern. Not about to talk though. to you. Good for them. They're doing some things. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Hey, great. Way to go, boys. I'm a fan of purple. I like that shade of purple. You know what I'm not a fan of? Participation games, and that's what all these bowl games are. They don't matter. <laughs> if it's your alma mater, it matters. That's about Vitals, it. Vitals, uh, Wisconsin Badgers, win a participation trophy, and then they literally spiked it on the ground in the locker room. They Celebrating dancing. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, that was hilarious. They should do that to a trophy every year. It was the quarterback. Obviously, he can't catch. What do you call it when uh, you smash a glass at the, uh, what is it, like a Jewish wedding or something? Oh, uh, yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not Jewish. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Google that. Yeah. So I'm watching the first one, and it's the best team in the history of all football, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and they're taking on – the it's nice that we have TV ratings, Notre Dame. So, so uh, hey, I want to take these people. Uh, I want to take the loyal listeners behind the scenes real quick. Yes, I googled uh, Jewish breaking glass, and uh, there's a website called myjewishlearning.com. By uh-huh. the way, if you want to learn uh, these things that uh, you know nothing about, I need to become more cultured in 2021. I need more exposure. So Notre Dame comes out, and they put on 14 real quick, and you think this one's going to be going away. You think, excuse me, Alabama put on 14. 
Notre Dame answers with one and then like 28 unanswered points or something crazy. I know that's not the number. But 31-14, I promise you it wasn't that close. Notre no. Dame could do nothing to stop Alabama. And Alabama, in the second half anyway, has got to the point where it's, we're going to hold on to it a little bit longer. We're going to run the clock. This, to me, was as boring of a bowl game as I have ever seen. Unless you're an Alabama fan. Unless you are a Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, University of Nick Saban fan. And this game just gets you to the game. Now, I can't, like, I don't know who you could have put in there over Notre Dame. Maybe Georgia. Maybe Cincinnati. Texas A&M. Maybe Texas A&M. But Notre Dame did not need to be there. Should have gave it to Cincinnati. Should have gave it to Cincinnati. I literally feel that way. Coastal Carolina. Even though they'll both probably lose their bowl. Or BYU. Or BYU. Or BYU. Coastal Carolina lost to Liberty. What? What? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was complete domination. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't on the big screen. <laughs> no, it's on the small screen. When the quarterback for Notre Dame, which had all this hype, just he's going to do this thing. Cook is that his name? Cook. I believe it's Book. Okay. First name so coloring. <laughs> Thirty games or whatever. He's done it with the Golden Dome. Going to see him in the NFL if he gets drafted in the sixth or seventh round. But as Alabama was like, hey, we're going to put some points up and then we're going to pin our ears back, he was done for. Feet don't work. Legs don't work. Can't complete a pass. Scared. What bothered me more than how boring the game was? Yes. What bothered me boring. What bothered me more than Alabama's complete domination was the gold helmets and then the off-gold pants. They got those awesome shiny gold helmets, and then the their flat. pants are like pea yellow. Yes, unacceptable. Yes. They're like, I need to drink more water yellow. That's the color of Notre Dame's pants, and it bothered me. As a guy who recently went through a, a kidney thing, I get it. Worst month of my life. What was worse? My last month or Notre Dame, Alabama? I got to barely lean your month just because you almost died. Yes. But <laughs> Thank you. But they're close. It's, That's the problem. Medical intervention. It's very close. Very close. Unlike the football game yesterday. And they stretch these things out with commercials. And they stretch these things out with unnecessary everything. I think that first game, I started at, at what, 2 o'clock Mountain? I don't think it got over to like 6 o'clock Mountain. I think Alabama had a bet with themselves in the second half. Can we get exactly 3.3 yards a carry and get a first down every time? <laughs> They were like just trolling Notre Dame in the second half. Can we get 3.3 yards a carry, then on third down get 3.4 yards a carry and run the clock out and embarrass you and your family? And it's to the point now with Nick Saban where he don't even want to be there. Like Nick Saban's like, just put me in the ship. Dude, he got COVID You're, twice, bro. 
Who did? Nick Saban? Nick Saban. He got it twice. Because you can get it twice. Yeah, you, you can get it twice. You are foolhardy if you believe you cannot. <laughs> foolhardy. So it wasn't the game for me yesterday. I know they're two passionate fan bases. They were excited to be in the, what were they, in the Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl, live from Dallas, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Why were there 16,000 fans there? Does Dallas, like, explain to me, Texas fan. You're a Texan. Man, we don't got enough time. We only got three hours. Right. (laughs) These boys, like, I'm a proud Texan. I'm going to show up for Alabama Notre Dame. Everything you need to know about Texas can be explained through the story of the Alamo. Just hang out too long. (laughs) Even though... Go ahead, my friend. They knew they were going to lose. They defended the Alamo to their death. I'll be fair. Even though they knew they were going to get COVID, they show up to the Rose Bowl, 16,000 strong. And then what's going to happen is... They're going to say, I didn't get COVID at my Christmas gathering. I got to go and do a bowl game. And you're like, ah. Hey, I'll tell you what, Fred. If I'm getting the Corvid anywhere, it's going to be at Jerryland. Yeah. <laughs> I live there, and I'll die there. I swear it, boy. Alabama, Notre Dame, not necessarily the breakdown you expect on Sports Talk Radio because the, the game was busted. It was a busted game. <laughs> Notre Dame beat the spread, so, I mean. Oh, good for them. Big win for the organization. There was a big bet placed on Ohio State Clemson, and I'll tell you more about that when we get back. David Busters presents ABQ Central live from multiple Talk ABQ studios, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we celebrated our holiday season at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9 and 610, the sports animal. Man, you ever put a little bit of cheddar on a game? Historically, yes. Not you recently. Little, you ever put a little Betty boy out there? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been known. I've been known. You ever go, you ever go down to the booksy? Ah, no, 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 no. That's no fun. I did it uh, illegal and underground. Ah. I like, I like having a bookie. I like okay. when there's some danger involved. There's something fun. I like risking my pinkies. There's something fun about sitting at the barzy, looking down. The Wazy and seeing your booksy there as the game's on. <laughs> yep. And you're either giving him winks and little finger points, or he's giving you the like the thumb across the neck. In 1996, he yes. had so much confidence, he'd wear a robe to the bar. That's my kind of bookie. Velvet. Robe and cowboy boots to the bar. Silk. That's my Silk? kind of guy. You remember? I think it was flannel. Ah, nice. You're talking. It's more of the dude kind of thing. Yeah, totally. That was bathrobe. That was full on bathrobe. I don't know why I said that. I'm... Remember in 1996, whenever all the biggest gal celebrities were wearing crushed velvet, Spice Girls, Spice Girls fan. If you want to be my lover, Fred, you got to get with 2021. You got to start a radio show with me. <laughs> the an anonymous sports better put 1.3 milo on the Ohio State Buckeyes against Clemson. Smart. Wicked smart. Smart. You know what that pays out? Uh, $1.3 million? 
No, that was the bet. Oh, he didn't go spread. He went money line. He went spread. Okay. So it pays out 2.6 million then. <laughs> That's so much money. That's a lot of money. You know they say you're going to have the most fun gambling if you can only play with what you can lose. So if you can lose $1.3 million, he probably had the game of his life. That's got to be super fun. Do you think FanDuel met, like matched his first bet? <laughs> Up to $200. That's the stipulation. All right, so here, yeah. So he had seven and a half against Clemson, which they covered because the routing that Ohio State gave the Tigers was unlike anything I could have predicted. I didn't see that coming either. There's a couple scenarios in my head where I could see Ohio State winning a close-fought battle, a couple turnovers, a couple big plays, but they absolutely dominated. I know you call it a route. I call it a route, but they routed them, Van. I will. I would never say root out loud. And first off, how dare you? They controlled the trenches. They were the line of scrimmage was a hundred percent Ohio State's on offense and defense. It was crazy. Van Allen. Yes, sir. They put up six hundred and twenty yards of offense. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. What do you? What can you do if you're Trevor? Can't wait to live in Jacksonville, Lawrence. And your defense says, "Eh, eh, not today." Well, thank God he doesn't have to play for the Jets now. You know who does is the Ohio State quarterback, that Fields kid. Yeah, he gone. He gonna be on the Jets. His destination. There's no doubt. We just we just watched one and two. You think? Yeah, there's no doubt to me. The one kid, Lawrence, he threw it for four hundo. Yeah, with that big loss, his uh, draft stock's really going to drop, isn't it? All the way from number no. one to number one. <laughs> Gosh. If you watch the big game, and by the way, I put value in the big game, like when the lights are brightest. What did Trevor Lawrence do in the big game last year? This kid win. When your team only goes for 44 rush yards and you give up 600 on the other side of the ball, and everyone's looking at you because you're Superman. Yeah, that was not not his fault. No, absolutely. 400 yards, two touchdowns, one pick off of a deflection. And we were joking, laughing about the Alabama game and them going up early and pinning their ears back and just going after the passer. That, that was the Ohio State defense. The Ohio State defense was like, well, I think they'll throw here. Well, yes, they're chasing 21. <laughs> yeah. Sets up a very interesting title match. The most, which we'll get, in, we'll get into a little preview of that in the next one, as I'm still going to just keep annihilating Clemson here. I mean, so Alabama how- and Clemson were no-brainer picks. That's what everyone picked before the season. That's what everyone yes. picked during the season. That's what everyone picked at the beginning of the playoffs. Everyone just knew it was going to be Alabama and Clemson again. No, no way Trevor Lawrence is going to lose to anybody but Alabama. Well, and specifically with 
at the beginning of the college football season, and keep in mind 2020, Corona, COVID-19, totally get it. The Big Ten didn't even start playing football. They're like, we, we can't play. It's not safe, y'all. And then they got peer pressured into it. You're saying they got fresh legs? That's how they won. They got fresh legs. I mean, you ever heard of a team playing five games and people being like, that's the best team in the country? No one would ever say that. That's what they said about my little league team. Who? Who is they? Uh, Sporting News in Houston. Sporting News is based out of St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> they got branch offices. Don't kill my vibe. You know what they got? They got interns from the University of Texas at Austin that that does Twitter accounts for minor league uh, for Babe Ruth League baseball in in Houston. We were really good, man. <laughs> Name two kids who are on your team. Uh, Scotty Fuel. Oh, how's he? Toki Lewis. He spent some. Toki Lewis is it nineteen twenty? Yeah, it's Toki Lewis. <laughs> Yeah. Toki Lewis. Yep, Toki Lewis. Jason Daly. God. Aaron Williams. There's not a better name for a baseball player than Toki. He uh, we loved him so much. He um he was way ahead of the curve. He wouldn't bend his hat bill and he would Smart. like wear it on the top of his head to where like the bill kind of pointed down. It was revolutionary. He was way ahead of the time. Did he also do the war paint eye black? No, 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 no. He was like eight years old. That's the time to do it, though. When you can look like, when you can look like animal and road warrior. Go out there, all done up, like a like a like an American Samoa like tribal. But you do, do you know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. God, that stuff's tough. It's so bad. Like a, like, a Maori warrior from New Zealand. Yes, that's Maori. You, yeah, Maori. That's what I was trying to come up with. Those Pacific Islands, that's tough. There's a lot of them. And, you know how tough you got to be out there, like, as a person? Like, they just get in little canoes, and they'll go across the ocean, Van. The ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, how they you, got there. In how would you even know? How would you even know where to go? I'm being serious right now. Well, they seem pretty nice and sweet to me. Van. I watched this documentary on the Pacific Islands called Moana, and uh, they were really those were really nice people, and they sing beautifully. <sighs> Some of them cut down all the trees on their islands in an effort to sustain their own life, and ended up like wiping out their civilizations. Pacific Islands. Where did the Easter Islands come from? How'd so get, that's one of them. Right? How'd they get those statues there, man? They're actually buried. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not just the head. There's like a torso involved in these things, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you cut down all your trees and you build canoes to go to other islands, how do you get to the islands? Like, how do you know they're there? Like, is there like a cloud thing I don't understand? Sure. Is there like a bird thing going on? Is there a tight, like, the amount of number one cojones and then number two knowledge that it takes to do this, I don't possess. I am super soft. I would stay on my Easter Island and die. That's what I would do, given options. I think I'm going to do some research on Easter Island. 
You're probably the first person. No one's uh, really ever well, gotten into it. I don't know about that. I know a lot of conspiracy theorists in my life who love that stuff. Why don't the Pacific Islands have their own football team? If you don't count Hawaii, the Pacific Islands don't have their own football team. Well, they don't have – I don't think they have, like – like there's no Pac-12 school in American Samoa. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah, we need one. But there's, so there's Marcus the Pacific- Mariota, like Manti Teo, every lineman on Oregon. Like they would be, they would be uh, very imposing. Yeah, those are all excellent examples. When we get back, I'll break down the Pacific Coastal Alliance for you so Van understands how people on islands can go to university. Thank you. Got you. <laughs> Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studios. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinon, and we spend our holidays at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9610D, Sports Animal. Okay, Van, are you ready for this? Hit me. The name Easter Island was given by Jacob Rogan the first recorded European visiting <coughs> visitor to the island on April 5th, 1722, which happened to be Easter Sunday. Well, go. okay, well, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. He just pulled up to the coast. He said, look, more Indians. No, no, I don't believe he said that. People were so dumb. I believe the standout feature of Easter Island is, if not one, but all of the 900 Maui, which are in various stages of construction. And those, of course are the giant stone monoliths that you see shaped in the figure of man. Sure. So there you go. There's exciting. Averaging 13 to 14 ton, 13 feet tall and 14 tons, man. Explorers were very poor at naming things. Hmm. Okay. Keep going. Like, uh, like Native Americans. They just like showed up and they friggin' knew it wasn't India. But they they're like, they're like, uh, yeah, those, yeah, those are Indians. And then like somebody had to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, buddy, um, this isn't India. We hit a completely different land mass. Correct. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Those are Indians. They're Indians. We're going to name a baseball team after them someday, even though they're not from India at all. We're just going to call them that and it's going to stick. If you were... To pronounce this word, Van. Okay. M-O-A-I. Is that Maui? Mo-oi? Mo-ai? Excellent question. Because I feel like I've heard the word Maui, but I feel like that's probably different. I'm going to go with Mo-ai. All right. You heard it from the source. The encyclopedia of knowledge that is super producer Mike Vital. Yes. Mo-ai. Mo-ai. Okay. So apparently, when they got to the island, none of these statues were erect. They were Giggity. all falling over. So they've all been stood up. That's so awfully nice of them. Yeah. Learned a little bit about all... Wait, the explorers stood it up or the Moai? Spock and so, Captain Kirk were there. They did. Oh, there you go. Was that on an episode of Star Trek? Did Is they that do that? Thing? Chris Pine? I don't know. <laughs> Huh. It's not so far-fetched to me, though. I mean, did people look like that on the island? That's, well, here's the thing, man. When they got there, there were no people. That's the point I'm trying to stress to you. 
And there's also no trees on the island because they cut down all the trees in an effort to, to sustain their life and then all fled the island because there was no longer any foliage. Oh, my goodness. Is that a is that a harbinger of what's happening in our world? Cutting down all oh, the I, trees and we got to go somewhere else, i.e. Mars? How, this is too real, what you just said. Yeah, sorry about that. This is like Avatar, but like in real life, but like less beautiful because Avatar is the prettiest thing I ever saw 15 years ago. You do love the color blue. Oh my gosh. And it's like the last film I saw without a blue orange filter. I mean, does anybody in the area look like the Easter Island statues? Have you seen? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Because like Chileans are beautiful. Sure. They're a beautiful olive. They have like, like I think they live longer because they live like mellow, like more fruit-filled lives. Yeah, sure. And if that's not true, I like that perception that I have of them. And they, and they're uh, south of the equator, and their people get to produce melanin, which I'm wildly jealous of. You can get a pill for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a pill for a lot of things these days. Am I right? Heyoh. You're talking about how whenever they got to the island, the Strike. statues weren't erect. <laughs> exactly that. That's, that's what you're talking about. I would go to Easter Island with you, but I would not go with Vital because he would really get into the culture of it, and I just don't have time for that. <laughs> like, I want to check it out one time. I want to eat, or excuse me, I want to drink a local like tequila, and then I want to go. You kind of like the, the Griswolds at the Grand Canyon? Is that what you're talking about? I've gone. I don't go to a lot of places twice. I've been to the Grand Canyon twice. Same. It's beautiful. Everyone should go. The Grand Canyon, Yosemite. Have you been to Yosemite? No, it's on the yes, list. That's a great place to okay. go. Both of them are great. So I have been twice, man, and I'm about to challenge you on air right now. Are you ready? Okay. We go. Okay. During the spring. Okay. During the thaw. Okay. As the water is a flowing. And the green is a blossoming. I'm in. We take in the beauty together. We'll be live from Yosemite National Park. Do they have the internet there? Well, it's 2020, Van. One. That's the thing now. When you write the date wrong, you can just write a 21 behind it. Should be straight. That's a sweet life hack. The largest swimming pool in the world is on Easter Island, just so you know. All right, you're going to die on that hill? That's pretty weird, Easter Island. You got those awesome statues, but uh, you're going to die on that swimming pool hill? All right. Oh, I just Go lied. For this, it. Is actually, this is in Chile. Okay. <laughs> the San Alfonso del Mar Resort. That sounds nice. You compete in a triathlon, we had the pool for you. They do triathlons in a pool? Well, if you have the world's largest, why do you feel like you couldn't? Uh, fair. And given the option, I would rather do it in a pool than risk getting hep A. A lot of triathletes get hep A, Van. What's the, uh, I'm getting my national parks confused. Let me help you out here. Which is the one, the big one up north? In Big Sky. Yellowstone. Duh. Duh. I should have known that. I had a brain fart. I love the the acclaimed TV series Yellowstone. 
Do you watch Yellowstone, Vital? Yes, I have. Yeah, I, the two couple times I've watched it, I've liked it. Yep. Oh man, well you got to go all the way through it. It's a wonderful story. When you Google Yellowstone, the first thing that comes up is the national park. So I still have faith in humanity. The second thing, it has Kevin Costner in it, and I haven't seen this? Man, I told you, it's what? the best thing Kevin Costner's ever done. Oh, get I'm, ready my I, flight home. Because you know, I hate actors that can only play themselves. Right. And that's what I thought about Kevin Costner until Yellowstone. He does an amazing job. Well, maybe you never saw the critically acclaimed, but like fan disappointment draft day. It was horrible. I downloaded a bunch of episodes of The Wire. Have you ever seen that? Oh my God! Don't get me started. It's a series. Why are you doing this to me? Narcotic scenes <laughs> at the narcotic scene in Baltimore through the eyes of law enforcers. Are you familiar with this? It's only my favorite thing on earth, Fred. And the it, it's like the Holy Trinity because you get the viewpoint of the law enforcement, the drug dealer, and the user van. See, there's. It's very real life. There's no good guy. There's no, no bad guy. Gray. It's very shades, shades of, gray. of gray. It's very humanistic as there is uh, no good guy, no bad guy. It's just real oh, stories from the streets, Fred. That's probably one of the best shows I've seen. Uh, when it comes to like cop you know, movies. It yes. is the best. How it's dare so you? It's so unique because it was written by a former police reporter. Yes. Yeah. So kind of a clever little thing there. And you know how, like, in Hollywood, there's only, like, let's be real fair here. Okay. 50 black actors. Is that right? Like, there's 100 Chaining Tatums, but there's only, like, 50 black actors. They're all in The Wire. Every single one of them. Well, it catapulted so many people in the superstardom. To become yeah. one of the... There was dozen. no Idris Elba before The Wire catapulted him into superstardom and then he would not have been able to have been brixton did you did you and start Hobbs and shaw have you started it no i've never seen an episode no 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 the wire like. you're just trying to poke me a little bit <laughs> it also stars a young michael b jordan Ooh. who is now like the time biggest actor on said, the planet time magazine said he was the sexiest man in the world idris elba or michael b jordan there's the thing, and you knew I was going there. They <laughs> both have won it. Oh, looky there. And you know who was in, you know who was sandwiched in between that Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Buns? Oh, man, a lot of people in their imaginations, that's for sure. The Rock. Ooh. Dwayne Johnson. Not in The Wire. No, no, to no. To my no. knowledge. There are a lot of rocks in The Wire, but those were crack rocks. So... In conclusion, Van, uh -huh. that's why I believe Ohio State will handle Alabama. That's a really good point. When we get back, we're gonna we got a whole week. We'll preview the national championship next week. Forget it. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion. We spend our holidays at the Rio Rancho Event Center, ninety-five point nine FM AM six ten B Sports Animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. 
We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. During the break, me and super producer Mike Vital were talking about how amazing The Wire is. And uh, one of my favorite things about it, and Fred hinted on it last segment, but it's written. How, tr- how, it, how it catapulted all the best actors in, in the game. Yes, that too. But I was going to say... The two people, the two writers and producers, the creators, one was a newspaper reporter and one was an actual policeman murder investigator in Baltimore. So it's not glossed over, churched up Hollywood. It's uh, real people who live the life and got to provide a way more realistic perspective. I think that's one of the coolest things about it. It was in a different thing about it. Like, and I haven't watched it, but I'm aware of this. Is when it came out on HBO, has it been almost 20 years? Yeah, I think it was 02 to 06. Isn't that it was crazy? On. Almost 20 years ago. That was when HBO was at its prime, like subscription-wise. Sure. So it Sopranos. Based, yeah. And it wasn't based off like like the corporate sponsorship dollar. You know, you're not seeing like Ford trucks in every scene. You know, it's not, you know, like Starbucks, obviously famously like, you know, like promoted their products in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I was just, you beat me to it, dude. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, you were able to just kind of tell the story you wanted to tell as opposed to the story the advertiser needed. Right. So kind of a fun thing. Hey, that's a thing that we do. Well, you're telling me that the listener didn't want to tune in to listen to me tell you about the Pacific Rim Coastal Alliance, which allows students from any country that borders the Pacific Ocean to go to Pac-12 schools for in-state tuition? You don't want to talk about that? I would love to. Can we? Kind of a neat program. Does so Easter Island State, qualify? It does. But here's the thing. We talked about the residents. They're, they're long forgotten. City oh, right, 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 right. No yeah. one lives there. So when I was at Washington State, this would have been, oh, my gosh, 15 years ago, however long ago I was in college. Um. I had like it was. Does Japan qualify? It does, yeah. And so does Russia, and so does China, and so do like all those Pan Asian countries. So like Russia's in the Pac-12. Well, you can go to Pac-12 schools for in-state tuition. Is what I'm telling you. What a deal! Isn't that a deal? I don't know if it still exists. It did then. Papua New Guinea. uh, You could you could keep naming countries. (laughs) What about islands in the Atlantic? They don't qualify. They're well, they're in the SEC, right? Yeah, they're yeah. If you <laughs> are off the coast, the ACC. <laughs> yeah, if you're off the coast of the of the Carolinas, you cannot go to the University of Colorado. Well, you could, but you just wouldn't get in. Coastal state Carolina, tuition. come on. Yeah, yeah you coastal co- Carolina. Coastal. Yeah, of course you would go. That'd be great, actually. That's the- how they catapulted their uh, football program. Into notoriety was all these Atlantic Islanders. Correct. Yeah. They they were like they were like if you can pick up a crab out of the ocean, you can pick up a zone blitz. Huh. If you That's can dodge they're... a ball, <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. I said that backwards. If you can And I'm not much of a crustacean guy, so I can't really tell you the qualities to look for in picking a proper crab. Uh huh. Or lobster. Is that lobster country? I don't know the difference. Excellent question. Uh, I think up north it's um, it's crabs, lobsters. right? Crabs. Oh, it's lobsters up high. All right. Well, uh, hold on. I was thinking. Are there even islands in the Atlantic Ocean? 
the crabs that I know are traditionally south. And then, <laughs> so lobsters, nice. yeah, so lobsters are north. You're correct. Because crabs are like the Gulf. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of crabs there. What about Hawaii? What do they have? Uh, spam. Okay, so that's a World War II thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they love spam there. Yeah. I, uh, no, they still do. Yeah, all of those islands do. It's not just a joke. It's like, it's Mm-mm. true. I went to a grocery store in Hawaii, and there's like a whole spam okay, section. Weird flex. They have, uh, yeah, humble brag. <laughs> yeah. I've been on an airplane. Yeah. You may or not, may not be aware that Shopco exists in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole section of the grocery store that's all different kinds of spam, like curry spam and pineapple spam and all kinds of stuff. There's like 20 different kinds of spam and just lined up. I feel like you've greatly underestimated the different types of spam. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It was a small grocery store, though. It wasn't like one of those big box spam stores. Okay, you ready for this? Please. The Pacific Ocean covers more than 30% of the Earth's surface. It is so large, it is bigger than all of the land masses in the world combined. There's got to be at least a crab and a lobster in this whole thing. Okay, I was not underestimating there is 15 official flavors that cannot that cannot be true i'm on spam.com all right so there's just kidding i'm on hormelfoods.com so there that's what i'm saying because like oscar meyer is not the only company that makes bologna okay it would be i'll list them there could be seasonal like quarterly flavors oh the sam adams of spam there's spam teriyaki spam with real hormel bacon hold on i'm ranking them hold on Spam okay. chorizo. Yeah, ooh, that one's at the bottom. Spam hot and spicy. Move it to the top. Sorry, teriyaki. Spam light. Uh, throw it out. Turkey spam. Nope. Hickory spam. Okay, I'm going to put that one. Like, that's like a two or three. Garlic spam. All right, possibly a number one. Oh, what the? And then the, the list quits. That didn't, they didn't list that's all 15. No. Hormel.com. It's or, made Hormel Foods. as well, too. Because that was a thing. When it, so I went to a Pac-12 school, right? So we would get together for like, you remember college, like your family was your friends, right? Oh, no, I don't remember so, college. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I don't remember a lot from those years. So we would get together and do like holidays and like the girl from Russia would bring like beet soup or like cabbage sandwiches or something. And you're like, that's weird. And then like the guy from Alaska would, well, I mean, he would mostly just eat because they're bigger people. But then like, like you would get like some Pacific Islanders who would bring spam and then they would be like, traditionally the spam is prepared over the, you know, the sulfuric heat of a volcano. And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's spam. Yeah, it's spam, man. You, just, you make it in the George Foreman. It's like, gra- it's ground up bee holes and salt. And what had happened, Vital, is during World <laughs> War II, all of the American GIs were given spam. 
and they went to these Pacific Islands in an effort to invade Japan. And they would trade it to the natives, the locals. Do you know what they would trade it for, Vital? Uh, pineapple. No. Long-lasting, loving, invested relationship. Oh, okay. That was going to be my answer. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard of uh, Musubi, Fred? Um, yeah, that's whenever you are in the wild and you only have one defense in the Alaskan outback against um, animals. Now, you're thinking of going kamikaze. This is... Oh, sorry. Musubi, it's like spam sushi. It's like you get a little little nugget of rice, and then you put a, like a little uh, brown sugar spicy pineapple sauce on the rice, and you put a little slice of spam on it like you would sushi. called musubi. I've never heard of this. Our mutual friend, Billy, uh, named his dog musubi after this delicious Hawaiian snack. So it's only 15 different kinds of spam. Okay, that's the part you're trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. After all those Pacific Islands were taking, Japan didn't really have like much of an opportunity in World War II anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah, we got we got right up on their on their tail. Yeah. Sorry about that. I think World War II took a pretty big turn. The atomic bomb. I think that was a difference maker right there. You don't think it was occupation of the Marshall Islands? Like no, 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 no. I think no. it was okay. dropping a gigantic bomb on a bunch of human beings. I think that's what but did Van, it. But Van, what if one bomb isn't enough? <laughs> we got to test it out. You got to. You can't just eat one kind of spam. You got to no. try all fifteen types of spam. Legitimate question. Okay. No punchline here. When's the last time you ate spam? When I was in Hawaii, literally, like that's the last time. Yeah. There's no reason to. There's a gelatin that surrounds it that I can't identify as to its origin. 505-246-0610. If you have the recipe, I want it. Like, if you have the surefire, this version of spam is top tier, does not suck. I want that. I want to try that recipe. Or even if you don't have a good one, and you just have a spam recipe that you know, <laughs> What you do, Van, is you get two slices of the Wonder Bread, and you smash it on either side of a thinly cut layer of spam. That's what people will claim is good. Well, you got to fry. They, you got to fry the spam. You have to. You can't just eat it off the block like a maniac. You got to fry. I feel like, man. I'm telling you, I feel like people smash it down with the backside of a fork and like eat it on crackers and stuff. That's you're thinking of potted meat. Yeah, that's yeah, different. That's it, also canned, same. gross canned meat. And it's kind of weird because I don't have a problem with like little raviolis or like beef stew in a can, but like when you say canned meat to me, I'm out. Like I don't want to eat your canned meat. But I will eat, like, spaghetti and meatballs in a can. Okay, both gross to me, actually. 
I'm talking like camping trip stuff, though. I'm not talking like I'm sitting at the house. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, camping, that's fine. Canned meat camping. That's passable, yeah. I suppose. You know how lazy of a camper I am. Yeah, yeah. You you only bring beer, and you just hope other people brought food. There's no hope because I know how ignorantly people camp, and there's <laughs> like they're like I'm gonna I'm gonna create like a spread. I'm like, well, that is stupid. I will trade you. Beer. You know what I also do, Vital? You don't know this. I bring an extra thirty and I put it in the trunk and I don't tell anyone. And then when the beer runs out, guess who's got an extra thirty? The guy that needs breakfast in the morning. And then you open the trunk and the the John Cena theme song plays. You just crack that mother, pull out that 30 rock, and then... (laughs) There is a point in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where if the International Space Station is over it, you are closer to that population on the International Space Station than to any other population on the planet. You mean closer physically, not emotionally? Yes. Well, for me, my emotions are already out of this world. It's a sports show. Not for the last hour. (laughs) So I think Alabama can take Ohio State. Man, the way Ohio State played. I mean, who's got more Pacific (laughs) Islanders? When we get back, we're tallying them up. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We spent our holidays at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9 FM AM 610 D, Sports Animal. Okay, Vane, you're <clears throat> you ready for this one? Hit me. There are currently over 70 players in the NFL of Polynesian descent. I'm telling you, dog. How did you know? Because they're such just athletic, natural species i mean specimens excuse me not species there are more than 200 division one ncaa football players of polynesian descent and a samoan male is 56 times more likely to play in the nfl than an american non-samoan see this is crazy you thought it sounded crazy when i said it man but i'm telling you I thought it sounded crazy when you said it. You, you know, know the uni- Oh, go ahead. Polynesia. You said Polynesian, which is a term for you know all person. The, all the islands in that area. Yeah, and then a Polynesian would be a person from the Pacific Islands. It was first uh, coined in the nineteen oh seventeen fifty six book, Histoire de navigation à terre australienne. So it was never a, it wasn't a local term that we anglicized. Just like, just like Indians, Polynesian was thrust upon them by us, and it stood till today. How about well, that? Now we know. Now we know. I think it might and be the tattoos. Shade... All right. Hands down, the coolest tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, today's varsity. Coolest tattoos. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in on this one. So today's varsity's coolest tattoos. I'm making a note of that right now. Marcus Mariota is like a little dude. 
he's an NFL player, so he's not a little dude. In comparison to WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, whose real name is Joe Akoi, he's a little dude. Of course, if you compare someone to someone's gigantic, of course they're going to be little. I'm like a normal adult, but when I stand next to you, I look little. You do, you know what? And that's funny because, like, physically, you're as big and out of shape as you've ever been. Oh, well, first off, how dare you? I'm an elite level athlete, Fred, and you know this. I'm an Adonis that doesn't exercise and drinks beer. I was an Adonis. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Samoans have become the most overrepresented group per capita in the NFL. There's about 180,000 people of Samoan descent who live in the United States proper, okay? Okay. So what is that? That's like Rio Rancho, twice. Sure. And there's only 5,000 who live in American Samoa, the U.S. territory. There's not 200,000 of these people. They make up like 5% of the league. That's the crazy. This is, I'm literally blown away by some of these numbers. Marcus Mariota, 6'4", 225. No, he's not. He is. He's like Doug Flutie size. I don't know who you're thinking of. We're about to have a busy spring because we're going to go to Yosemite and then we're going to go to American Samoa. He's an inch taller than Roman Reigns. Why are you telling lies? <laughs> you know who's going to have insight on this, man? Tell me. Friend of the show, Lenny, who takes the time every single weekend, and we're so very appreciative. Lenny, welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. I hope you guys had a good New Year. Well, first, if Doug Flutie stood next to Mariota, he could step inside of him and look like an exoskeletal speech from a Superman movie. Noted. Excellent reference. Okay. Okay. Yes. Flutie on a good day, and I've met him a couple of times, is 5'8". I mean, just look at him in the commercial standing next to Frank Thomas, who's 6'3". The first thing you Google when you type in Doug Flutie is height. It autofills. Right. That and the greatest Hail Mary pass in football. Touche. I lived in Japan, so I got to go to Guam, American Samoa, and those places. I think the average birth rate, uh, birth weight for a Samoan child is 25 pounds. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. And I used to take Samoan wrestlers on base, and those guys are just humongous. I mean, they can't play football, but I mean, sitting on guys that are four or 500 pounds. I think that heavy birth weight is due to their two-year incubation period. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like the movie Cocoon. (laughs) You're killing it with your references right now, Lenny. I appreciate you. But let's let's get first. Let's talk with Notre Dame. They get into. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan from when I was a kid in New York. R.I.P. I I don't know why. I was a St. John's and a Notre Dame fan, but since 1998. They've been to seven bowl championship games or playoffs, and they're 0-7 with the average loss of 17 points. 
because they get in based on their name. 100% true. When you're right, you're right, buddy. You're 100% true. So it just has to stop. Now, yesterday, I'm not going to say yesterday was Josh Fields coming up party against Lawrence because he's not going to get picked over him. But you got to give him some credit with six TDs. Absolutely. He was dropping dimes yeah. on the other side of the defense. This beautiful, you know, does beautiful he jump deep lob passes. The quarterback from BYU to become the second pick in the second quarterback pick in the draft. I don't know. I think it's locked up. There's no doubt. It does, but is it, is it a one game apparition or is it that good? Well, he had the hype after two weeks, Van. If you remember, they were they were giving him the Heisman, you know, and then they had a couple struggles. They only played three more games in the regular season. But, you know, it went to his head. I know. And, I think, and does he end up in New York? And if he ends up in New York, does he, does he pull a Dwayne Haskins? Oof. Oof. God, you're killing it right Man. now. Man. No, no, no. Just because to go to New York, you have to have a certain mindset. 100%. You go into the biggest TV market in the world. Can you physically and mentally handle it? Not, uh, knowing going in that the Jets' ownership group – it's probably going to screw up who they hire for coaches. Well, they got a rich history of doing that, so I would not doubt it. So, and then Haskins, someone's going to sign him as soon as the season's over, and it's probably going to be Jacksonville or or New England because Belichick loves reclamation projects. He has the talent, but someone has to get up at his head and go, you got two more years of free money from your first contract. Is that all you want to be remembered as? Well, Because you got to remember, his first season, the last game of the season, the last play of the season when he should have been kneeling to end the game, he's doing a selfie in the end zone with a fan. Yeah, I think there's tons of character issues there. I mean, he's a a raw talent, and some team's going to take a chance on him, right? And Lenny, also, thank you for riding the ship and making us talk about sports again. We kind of went on with those Pacific Islanders, huh? There's no such things anymore as a sports show, because I listen to the national shows, and it's not sports. And if you listen to Duffy, I listen to WFAN out of New York, now that, you know, Craig Carlton was out of prison, you know, and he's back on the airwaves. And nice. half their shows on uh, sports, it's them going at each other's networks. Now, fortunately, you have no one to go after. Well, we already got them. The other That's networks really don't exist. No, we already. They, oh, they we go after them. whoever we want. We're non-denominational like, here, friend. Respect, just do it in a respectful manner. If you do it the way like they do at WFAN, the people out here, their heads would explode. Yeah, Mike Francesco would not go over in the Southwest. He has a different vibe. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, the only time I've seen it a little bit bad like that is the uh, stations up in L.A. But, you know, you can, it's your show. You have three hours to talk about anything you want. If the fans don't like it, <laughs> if the fans don't like it, it's it's uh I'm just gonna use three letters. It's called T F B. Google something real quick. <laughs> and you can Google that because it's your show. Lenny. 
if you called me, if you told me, hey, we need to stay on track on this, that's fine. But there were two important games yesterday for college football, but Notre Dame got to stop being picked every year. Well, oh, I completely this, agree on this that. Isn't the day in, this isn't the day and age when NBC, or NBC and Notre Dame were tied at the hip and Notre Dame was the only football team that got national glory. They just Ask don't the have SEC it anymore. How much loyalty Notre Dame has to anything. Lenny, we got to cut you loose. Uh, we got to go real quick to Dan before we hit the break because we're about two minutes away from Izzy Gonzalez. Dan, welcome to the program. Morning, guys. My favorite morning show. What's going on? Morning, brother. How are Welcome you? Welcome back, Dan. Hey, let's let's talk some more. You know, shout out to my 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 friends from Samoa, Jonathan and Ruben. Uh, nice. These guys are incredible um, golf course maintenance people. They're just incredible people. As a matter of fact, um, I think they're getting ready to head to to do some work in Texas. But the, the Samoans, they really watch out for each other and. The most pleasant people I've ever met. Pleasant, friendly, helpful. Uh, but my my friends, they don't seem to have a gray area. They're either very, very nice, or you don't want to be on that other other side of them because they will crush you. That's how I feel. Uh, my my partner Ruben, he he he's a beast. I mean, he's he's about six four, probably two sixty, but not. Not fat, not, you know, for lack of a better word. Marcus the guy Mariano is just a beast, <laughs> and he's amazing. But New, New Mexico Military Institute recruits a lot of those kids, and they come and play football for Nini. Well, on the on the holidays and such, back when things were normal, you know, Ruben and Jonathan, they lived up in Rio Rancho. They would bring all those young men from Nini because they couldn't obviously – go back home to Samoa for the holidays. They would bring them all up here for the holidays, and you have never seen a table full of turkeys, hams, (laughs) food. I mean, these people were doing like six to eight turkeys, you know what I mean? And I'm not even exaggerating, guys. These young men, they they just filled the house with their presence. And and the, the most polite young men, and they're all huge, and they're all just big laughers and... It's so pleasant to be around, you know, and there's not a lot of them. But let me tell you, they are so loyal to each other, and they take good care of each other. We could all take a lesson from them, you know what I mean? So I just want to touch in on that, guys. Have a great new year, guys. I'll be looking forward to the show. What a good friend of the show, Dan. Thank you so much. Dan and Lenny, bringing heat. My dudes, two of my faves for sure. I know Izzy Gonzalez of the Layer and M is standing by. Let's go to break so we can come back and say our goodbyes, Van. Ta na na na. May old acquaintance be forgot. <laughs> Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion. We spent our holidays so we the consider to be one of the boys. Joining us now. Not anymore. She done. She gone. I'm still here, guys. She gone. I'm here today. (laughs) Izzy, you have have one first date, okay? You you have to go on a first date. And you've been asked by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Momoa. Who do you pick? Uh, 
Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Jason Yeah, so good looking. Very good. Izzy, important question. Since you've been gone, do you feel like you can breathe for the first time? That's a good one. And that's a, that's a song, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't know here. Uh, as far mean, as my what did me favorite? and Fred do? Like, can we unbreak your heart? Like, we'll say we'll love you again. I don't know, guys. See, like, Jason has really awesome hair. So maybe if you guys, like, started growing yours out, I might be like, hey, they could give me hair tips, and I should come back for that. I mean, do you feel like you need you can go your own way? Go your own way? You can call it another lonely day? Do you feel like that sometimes? Do you feel like that? I don't know what song that is, but I'm guessing <laughs> it's the lyrics. Well... There ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Not what I know. <laughs> Do you feel like me and Fred just came in like a wrecking ball? You guys are crazy. <laughs> just These are all viable yeah. questions. I, I know you will survive. <laughs> hey, hey. Just know, oh, Izzy, I, that ain't no sunshine when you're gone. You know what, guys? I expect you... <laughs> To put all these songs in one playlist, and that would be like the Izzy Goodbye playlist. Izzy, you ought to know. Izzy breakup list. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you feel like you're somebody that I used to know. (laughs) But I'll never know someone like you. You're irreplaceable. But sometimes I think you're so vain, but I worry that it's the end of the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'll stop now. <laughs> I feel as if you lost Izzy on the Boys to Men. <laughs> oh, everyone knows End of the Road by Boys to Men. No comment. Maybe. I don't think I know. <laughs> no, she, not, she don't know. Izzy, not that it matters. The Lobos basketball, is that still a thing? It's, it's still a thing, yeah. and It, it matters, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, well, I, as, as we saw, they played another game. Didn't quite go their way again. But there is some improvement. Um, so they just lost to Nevada, 68-54. And the, it, the beginning wasn't bad, actually. Um, I think that was... A little bit of a, hey, look, this could be possible and maybe a little bit better than this later on in the season. But for the first 10 minutes, they were a pretty decent team. So they wouldn't let their offense affect their defense. And Nevada was not playing very well at the beginning. Um, It took them almost seven minutes to score a field goal. So obviously that was good for New Mexico. Unfortunately, the Wolves weren't able to use those seven minutes to get a huge lead, but you know they were they were trying. Um, overall, the game, New Mexico still needs to shoot better. They were shooting at like 31 percent from the field, so you you can't really win games if you're going to be shooting like that. Nevada wasn't shooting that great either. They were at 38.5 percent from the field, but there were a couple of runs that really got the Wolves. Um, there was like a 23-8 run in the first half. Then the second, there was an 11-1 run. But, yeah, a lot of little things for the Lobos to be working on right now. 
Izzy, you know me. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. What positives can we take from the game? What What are some highlights that we can build on? I definitely think those first 10 minutes, um, although the offense wasn't, you know, getting a huge lead, I think those did look good. Um, they brought it down to Nevada's head just a little bit. And that that's a team that looked controlled. You know, like, again, they didn't let their offense let their defense. And I think with such a young group of guys, you want to make sure they have that kind of mentality where if the shot doesn't go in, they don't get affected by it. Um, so that was a, a positive that they had at least, you know, a couple minutes where it was pretty okay. And then a lot of the leadership stuff um, during the post-game press conference, Rob Brown came on, the Quachmalov came on, and they they didn't seem down. Um, as you know, uh, Weir is a very positive guy, and he's always talking about just, you know, we're going to do better next time. And it, it was just good to hear what, like, Malavach had to say. He said, there's really no room to feel sorry for ourselves. And even during the game, you know, we have a lot of energy. So if a shot doesn't go in, we don't have time to be upset about a ball not going into the hoop. Like, we just have to keep going. And you really can't make any excuses. He... You know, everyone knows that New Mexico is not in New Mexico. They're in Texas right now. Um, And they're just kind of all over the place. He said that's not really an excuse. And that was really good to hear because they could have easily said, like, yeah, you know, we we don't have a home. Practice is hard. But, no, he said we're not going to make excuses at all, not even if we don't really have a home. And that was good to hear from a senior, for sure, because that's the kind of leadership that the team needs right now. It's nice that Coach Weir is so positive because I'm positive that if this team scores 53 points again, they're going to lose tonight to Nevada because that's what they're averaging in their last three games, which have all been losses. Where are our shooters at? Why ain't we scoring? You know, like that, that's a great question. I don't know where they are. Um, the they they, games, of course, the opponents were in the same. But you saw a couple guys, right? There's a, a couple of guys that couldn't really step up any night. And, of course, Akut Malach was going to be that leading scorer. And, well, he hasn't been doing that great either. Um, he, he did talk about that. His, his shooting wasn't great. But he wasn't as concerned with the field goal because um, he says, you know, shots go in sometimes and then other times they don't. Um, he went two for six from, the, uh, from beyond the arc is that, you know, those three-pointers are, are, you know, they're difficult. But the free throws, um, New Mexico has been struggling with free throws. You talked about how much they've been scoring. They could have scored more points if they actually made free throws. Um, it, it's just, it, it's difficult. Like, they shot at 42.9% from the free throw line. And we're said that a lot of it was, once they don't have, a like, their own gym. The guys can just go in and practice extra shooting whenever and two, they also, it's also a mental thing. If you are really stressed throughout the game or you're just thinking about a lot of things, there's no way you can shoot a free throw calmly, especially if you're, you know, young and experienced. So they just have to, you know, get to the free throw line and calm down. But like you said, you asked about shooters. There was someone else who asked that question. Um, Keith McGee, after the game, he put out a tweet saying, how are you a shooter only getting maybe one shot? He deleted that tweet. 
Um, but what he was referring to was that he played like 11 and a half minutes and he made one field goal. He only attempted one field goal and made one field goal. And actually that was like a, a three-pointer, I believe. So he's upset with himself, of course, because he is known to be a good three-pointer uh, shooter. But, you know, he hasn't done that yet. And I can see the frustration, but that's probably not something you should be tweeting out. Of course, he deleted it. Uh, we were asked about it after the game, and, well, he, he, he hadn't seen the tweet, so I don't think he was going to be happy afterwards once he found out what, tweet, um, what the tweet was. Oh, you're in the game for an 11 and a half minutes. Why didn't the, your teammates pass you the ball, Keith? Maybe that's why. Well, do, you, do you think that tweet is kind of indicative of we're losing the locker room again? Do you see a repeat of what happened last year? No, I don't think so. Um like I said, Malwatch, and I've been saying this pretty much since preseason, Malwatch was really going to be the guy who was going to be the leader. Sure, Keith is a senior too, but even he admitted for him it was sometimes hard to see himself as that senior because he he's more playful and just, um, yeah, he's, just, he's just not as mature sometimes as Malwatch is. So... I wouldn't say everyone's looking to Keith right now when it comes to, like, what mentality we should have. And I'm sure Keith, you know, he deleted the tweet, so he knew that was wrong. Um, it, it didn't stay there for very long. But um, and I would say look more at Malawatch's mentality because all the guys there seem to be very positive. Look at Rod Brown as well. Um, he was, you know, one of the guys who went into that post-game press conference. And he kind of took the same mentality as Malawatch. He said that you just have to keep going you know you don't have to you, you can't let little things bother you and have that show um and both of those guys actually um they missed a lot of free throws and they talked about that by not just being down but by saying by taking responsibility they said hey i'm gonna lead by example so i'm gonna show leadership by knocking down those free throws next time because obviously i can be one of the leaders of the team and be missing so many and if younger guys see that, then it's sort of like a mix of like, hey, I'm taking responsibility because this was not good, but also we got to stay positive. I think, and we're going to go to break here, but someone needs to let Keith know that you can't erase anything from the internet, and if he needs a reference, go ask Legacy Church. <laughs> when we get back, Izzy's going to wrap with us, and we're going to say our final goodbyes. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinon, and we spent our holidays at the Rio Rancho events at least on a regular basis. Izzy Gonzalez is joining us. Because, Izzy, you're putting a little more focus into your writing. You're putting a little more focus into what's going on in your world. Let the listener know where you're going to be at and what you're doing and how they can still be connected to you through social media. I'm still recovering New Mexico stuff. Um, None of that is changing, but yes, like like you said, my my writing is getting kind of busy, and not just writing, but overall just coverage for stuff um, with the New Mexico team going. Like that's already busy, but I do a lot of other college basketball stuff, um, a lot of stuff for SB Nation's mid major madness, and then I'm also doing some stuff with USA Today's Mountain West Wire, and I do a lot of NBA content for them. So you know, with college basketball and NBA season at the same time. Things get a little hectic, but, you know, it's it's not the last time. Like, sure, for now, like, on a weekly basis, but 
you boys can call me anytime, you know, and if you need a guest once in a while, just call. Izzy, don't speak. I know just what you're saying. So please stop explaining. Don't tell me because it hurts. All right. Sometimes referred to as Oceana or Polynesia. Izzy, who is your favorite athlete from the Pacific Islands and why? Ooh, good question. (laughs) Why is it Troy Polamalu? That's probably the best one if you ask me. I'm a... Obviously, I'm a big Junior Seau guy. I'm a Samari that, Roll guy. It, yeah. Oh, okay. I get down on that, too. Mm-hmm. No one, is he? No one coming to mind? <laughs> but in all seriousness, we, we were talking Pacific Islands earlier. They, they, call that a, they call it a callback in the biz. That's what I did. In the biz. So what are, what are some big stories coming up that you're doing, Izzy, that you're excited about that you want to share with, with our loyal listeners? Of course, the Nevada coverage. Um, I'm actually I'm might be traveling to Las Vegas for that UNLV game. Whoa. So definitely, yeah, keep an eye out for that because that's gonna be fun too. Um, and I've told you this guy this before. Um, of course, the Nevada game. I thought it was gonna be too quick of a turnaround. Utah State's a good team, but UNLV, like that's the one that I'm looking forward to as to watch the Lobos kind of, you know. Flip the script a little bit and actually, you know, winning it. So that's going to be really cool. Um, definitely keep an eye on my social media. You can see a lot of the, you know, pregame videos and stuff. That should be a fun one. That's the one I'm the most excited about. Um, and then I'm working on some stuff on Sam Merrill, just how he's doing in the NBA. Um, I'm doing some Gonzaga stuff today because they have a game against San Francisco. So just a bunch of little things. It's going to be you know, really busy for the next couple of months, but I'm pretty excited. I'm excited about all of it, but especially the trip. What will happen first, Izzy? You will come back on the program or the Lobos will win a game. Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. It depends on what you're calling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, technically, technically, I'm not saying they can win tonight. Like, you know, I never think like, you know, I, and I don't think they're going to lose. Um, I say they're, it's going to be hard, but they can win tonight. Um, but also, you know, the next two games, Utah State, that's going to be hard. If they beat Utah State, that's going to be huge. Um, but if you call me before UNLV, then maybe the radio show. <laughs> Izzy, I hope life treats you kind. And I hope you have all you've ever dreamed of. And I'm wishing you joy and happiness. But above all this, I wish you love. And I... Okay, I won't, I won't go there. I won't, I won't sing that part. Thank you. I won't sing that part. Terribly sorry. <laughs> Izzy, what will you miss most about the show, and why is it Mike Vitale? Well, obviously Mike, because he's not as crazy as you guys. He's level-headed. He's, he's nice, awesome. So other than Mike... <laughs> Um, you guys are pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, you make a lot of references that I don't understand, really. <laughs> um, like everyone really from the last two segments. Um, but it's fun. Like, it doesn't matter if sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, what do I say to this? Like, it's so cool. It's a good conversation. I appreciate being one of the boys. I really, really do. That's, oh. It's exciting. I know at the beginning I gave Fred a cookie and 
they were like, that's not what boys do with each other. But like, <laughs> I learned, you know, like, I feel like I'm more of a boy now. Well, well we're terribly sorry for that. Yeah. Our In apologies, our eternal apologies. Three weeks from now, Izzy, it's, it will have been seven hours and 15 days since you took your love away. <laughs> Thank you. I go, oh, I'll go out every night and sleep all day since you took your love away. Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whoever I choose. But nothing, Izzy, nothing compares to you. So, so now you know. It's actually Fred. Do you ever wonder? Fred, do you ever wonder? What's that, Van? You ever wonder this time where she's gone? Wonder if she's gone to stay? Because ain't no sunshine when she's gone, Fred. No sunshine. And this house just ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. (laughs) Any final words, Izzy? Before we let you go. Um. uh Final words is just send me that playlist because <laughs> I'll share it on Spotify and I'll cry about it. <laughs> but no, I, I really want to thank you guys for this. It was a really good opportunity. It was so much fun. And like I said, this is not really the end. Like you guys can call me anytime um, and any little talk, any other kind of talk. Like you have my phone number. I'm not dying. I'm still around. So, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your friendship because I think we're friends now and not just boys and radio friends, but like real friends. The second worst breakup for me this month, Izzy Gonzalez. Worse than breaking up with COVID? Worse. <laughs> You'll be missed, Izzy. Thanks for all your time here. Your professionalism is outstanding. We don't deserve Sorry, you. Man. We'll get back after the break. Surfing techniques and why the Pacific Islands are the best. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, Pirate Man, Mexico, Pinion, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Lady Lobos today. That's midday, right, Vital? Lady Lobos? Okay, 1.30. So you're going to get on the mic before then. Yeah, on the mic will be coming up right after you're following you guys, and then we've got Lady Lobos basketball for 1.30 pregame, 2 o'clock tip-off, and then the men play at Nevada tonight in Lubbock, Lubbock Christian uh, Academy or University, and they'll play Nevada starting. The tip-off will be at 8 on 770-96.3 KOB. There we go. Exciting stuff. Triple header football tomorrow? Yes, triple header football. You got it. A lot of important games. Okay, Van, I felt like we weren't giving a fair amount of love here, okay? To the Pacific Islands? So I wanted to talk, well, sort of. Because you and I, I think we're pretty, we're pretty woke, right? Sure. I think it's just common, Houston, common human decency and empathy, but woke, sure. Yes. How do you feel about the lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole Scherzinger? I have no opinion. What happened? She is at or near the most beautiful woman on the face of the planet. She okay. also is an actress starring in 2016's uh, The One with the Rock, the Disney one. What was it? Manoa? Ma- Manoa? Ma- Man- Moana. Moana. She's she the was, person from Moana. She was in Men in Black. Oh, my goodness. The she's Fantastic a Four. Woof. It's getting hot in here. 
alongside, or excuse me, helped produce the soundtrack for Cher and Christina Aguilera's Burlesque. Oh, so, oh I recognize her now. When yes. she's in that little outfit from the Pussycat Dolls. Nicole Scherzinger. My goodness. Is, um, deserves a little love. She deserves a whole lot of love. From me, yes. Yes. Um, Filipino, Hawaiian, Ukrainian descent. So that is a combination of all the most beautiful people. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good yeah. mix. And then uh, well-grounded growing up in one, depending if you're from the Midwest or not, Louisville or Louisville, Kentucky. Hmm. So there you go. Well, Fred, you may not have known this, but okay. tattooing has been around for centuries. Ah. But its introduction to the Western world came on Captain Cook's adventures into the Pacific Islands in 1771. His first voyage to Tahiti in New Zealand, he found Pacific Island tattooing. It was called Tata in their language, and it became tattoo in English. So the Pacific Islands introduced the Western world to tattooing. How about that, buddy? All the things you said, all the things you said running through my head. Running through my head. I already miss Izzy. Do you miss Izzy? <sighs> more, than, more than I can put into words. You know who would help me be able to do that? The multilingual Russell Crowe. How can he who, help, Fred? Well, of course. From New Zealand. <laughs> the uh, New Zealand-born Australian actor um, speaks multiple languages. So They call that a polyglot, Fred. Ooh, when you speak multiple languages, it's a polyglot. When you're from a Polynesia, that makes sense. I learned that from a girl. She taught me that. <laughs> Don't have to... Not to say that. Did I say that with a negative connotation? She. It it's because this girl. She's left me. She broke my heart, Fred. Oh man, been there. Well, I mean, it's not like she left me. She was like never really with me in the first place. But I like. I really like that one. She was a polyglot. I learned that from her. I miss her almost as much as I miss Izzy. Izzy said, "What did you?" Speaking back. of said, what did you say to her, Fred? Because I know it what wasn't it me this time. You're implying that something nefarious happened. Yes, absolutely. I don't know <laughs> where it started to go bad. Like so many. Because, Van, how many failed relationships have you had? The answer is hundreds. Well, wow, that one hurt. That's a that's a deep cut you got there, buddy. Six or seven. Okay. Two I care about, I think. Are you putting Izzy on that list? Because I feel like you've had one more than whatever number you're saying. You're right. Yeah. It's a fresh wound, though, so I don't know how to deal with it yet. It hurts. Or we can just call her and have her on anytime we want. How about that, too? I'm into that. Yeah, we could do that. We'll just do that, then. I'm into that. Cool. It is crazy, though. All joking aside. Hey, you can have the sexiest man of the year on The Rock. Arguably the best football player of all time in Troy Palomalu. 
and the WWE World Champion, Roman Reigns. All from, like, what? There's, like, nothing. It's like, how big is American Samoa? They're the only, although their vote doesn't matter because of a weird system that we have. They voted Mike Bloomberg for for president. That even makes sense. He got money. I think COVID is just a, a giant distraction from the Pacific Islanders taking over the world. <laughs> WWE champion. Greatest football player of all time. Arguably. A unproportionate amount of professional athletes. They're here. They're taking all of our good sports jobs, Fred. I just looked up flights, okay? Okay. We can go to American Samoa. Because it's in America. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it's in America. That's a lot of ocean to be over. Like, I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, but what I am saying is I'm terrified. You ever been over an ocean? Not like that. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, right? You know when you're on, like, a, a long flight and they got, like, the computer screen that shows you where the plane is over the map in real time? Yes. It is absolutely terrifying to see nothing but blue for, like, ten hours. I just now, upon <laughs> Googling, learned that Samoa and American Samoa are two different things. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you, what do you mean, sure? Also, Why are you talking to me like that's common knowledge? The Girl Scout cookies are not Samoan at all. They just named them that. The Samoa Girl Scout cookies are not traditional to Samoa or American Samoa. Was that like a, that's like a peanut butter and coconut? Is that right? Your least favorite aunt named them, apparently. They got McDonald's. Just looked into that. Samoa has a McDonald's? Yeah. Just looked into it. Moving on up. Culturally speaking, it's beautiful. That's where I'm trying to go with this. Absolutely. Colors. There's a vi- there's a vi- vibrance. I don't know what word I'm trying to come up with. Vibrantity. Is that a word? Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> it's further away than I thought as well. I like a lot of their traditions, especially Hawaiian traditions. They're very family and friendly oriented. They have a, tra- wor- they have a tradition called the Honi Ihu. You may not know this, Fred. No. But uh, instead of hugging or kissing, they'll touch noses because native Hawaiians believe that breath is the most vital life force. And the Honi Ihu allows for the exchange of breath. So if a, if a Hawaiian person leans in and touches your nose with their nose, don't freak out. Well, there's a pandemic. I'm going to do that to Vital after the show. Get ready, buddy. That, that's okay. I'm, I have to go to the bathroom. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Listener doesn't know, but Vital wears his mask during the broadcast. He speaks into the microphone. If Vital was in a room by himself, he would do that. And He does. A lot of playoff implications tomorrow, Van. I don't know if you saw mm, this. Because of the implication. 
Did you see? All right, a little bit of backtrack. Okay. So Dabo Sweeney says Ohio State is like not even in the top ten of football teams, and then yeah, you know, he ranked them eleven in the coaches poll. Yeah. Then got demolished. And then got demolished. Demolished. So I'm watching. I'm watching after the game last night. I'm watching like you know sports coverage after the game, and all these people are like, "That was the motivator for Ohio State." And I tell you what, that's the dumbest crap I've ever heard. You're not in the chalkboard material, Fred? Is that what you're saying? I am absolutely not. If you're going to be like, Ohio State was able to go over because they were so fired up about this headline put out by Davis, I'm going to call you a liar every single time. (laughs) Because they didn't want to go out and play hard before that? Right. Ohio State sniffs a bag of farts. You heard it here first, boys. (laughs) Chalkboard material. Isn't that so dumb? It's like, so dumb. The, Justin Fields, he gets the air knocked out of him, but as he's breathing in his breath again for the first time after that targeting hit, he remembers that Dabo Sweeney said, you ain't good enough. <laughs> so he breathed a little deeper. And then he what? started trying for the first time <laughs> ever. You know what they did in that locker room there? On, the, on where the players keep their equipment, they took down all their numbers, and they put up a number 11 on all their lockers. Are you no. kidding me? <laughs> That's what... <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's actual motivation? What's that? Getting hit in the head with a helmet. Yes. You think Mason Rudolph's going to play the game of his life this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to throw yes. for 800 yards and take Not Big care. Ben's job. Oh, take that. I tell you what, this game was lost before it even started, Van. Dabo (laughs) Sweeney really shot himself in the foot when when he arrogantly and ignorantly announced that Ohio State was number 11. Shut up. You are dumb. People really think that. The Nazis were huge favorites in the war until they said the United States was the 11th best country. (laughs) It wasn't the fact that they tried to fight a war on two fronts and invade Russia during the coldest recorded winter in history at that point. I'll tell you what it was. They said that those Americans are bootlickers. Like, what? Dabo, you've never been on the front line. 11th best country. What's the fan? It gets so weird. And how, like, how are you going to turn that into like a national conversation? Like, oh, man. They never thought we could do it, said one of the best football organizations in the universe. (laughs) They never saw it coming, said the team that overwhelmingly wins all of the games they play. After after the game's over, they say, you can't take this one away from us. No one wants it. Who was going to take it from you? No one. No one wants it. We're going to put a cap on college football talk. We're going to give you a little bit of NFL preview and playoff implications. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We spent our holidays at the Rio Rancho Event Center, 95.9 FM AM 610 D Sports Animal. More sports from your boys. Football. Football. Did you know that highways in Guam 
are made up by mixing coral reef and cement. Did you know that? It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Use what you got. I you wonder say. where our coral reefs are going. Yeah. The highways of Guam. Speaking of that coral reef, did you know it provides more than $20 million a year to Guam's island economy? That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Also, Fred, did you know ah. that if a woman, and, and, and this is in Hawaii, I don't know if it's all across the Pacific Islands, but... You didn't even have to make mention already. already. If a woman is wearing a flower tucked above her left ear, she's discreetly telling others that she has a significant other. Oh. A flower above your right ear, Vital, means you're single. So how about that? Keep that in mind. Yeah. Suck it, Tinder. All you needed was a flower. Van, I, I know you are probably aware of this, but this one's more for the listener. Okay. Just four short hours after Pearl Harbor was bombed during World War II. Okay. Guam was also bombed. Get out. Yeah, isn't that something crazy? Yeah, I did know that, actually. The Island of Warriors. That's the nickname for Guam. The Island of Warriors. Something crazy. Cool stuff. As far as, like, days of the year, the sun first rises on Guam, and that's where the American day begins. So, 14 hours ahead of the U.S. East Coast. The best part of waking up, Fred. Sunshine on your Guam. Kind of neat. I'm excited for the national championship game because these two teams are going to beat the crap out of each other. It's not Monday. It's next Monday, Van. So we'll have a program before that where we will at length go into breaking down our predictions for the game. I'm into it. I'm into it as well. Let's do it. Week 17 NFL playoffs. That's what I'm calling it, the NFL playoffs, week 17, okay? It's the pre-wild card card. Yeah. And, I I mean, these guys – Better have some some strong motivational uh, speeches and and words. There's nothing on the chalkboard. Why even show up? That's what I'm saying. Will the Dallas Cowboys get to the playoffs? Well, Man, yes. Depends on Jalen Hurts, doesn't it? Let's start with before we go to the East, though. I want to start with the wild card. Is that okay? Or do you guys want to start with the East? You just go crazy, buddy. All right, I'm gonna start with the wild card. Okay. So, the Rams are the wild card. If they win. Correct. Yes. Okay, so that's easy enough. So let's only watch the Rams game. We don't care about anything else. Okay. But here's the thing. The Bears are the wild card if they win. Right. Oh, God, it's getting even more confusing. Now, the Cardinals are the wild card. If they win. Wild Cardinals, am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so are there more wild card spots than I realize? There's one more. Okay. There's only one. One more. It's confusing, I know. So if all three of these teams win, then it's the Cardinals. The Cardinals get in. Yeah, they get in. Okay. Cardinals are win and get in. Now, yes. the Rams are win and Bears lose, and the Bears are win and Cardinals lose. That's all correct. You nailed it. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So with that said, because I hate the, the algebraic one. math, I'm just going to root for the Cardinals. I don't know if you know what algebra means, but none of that was algebra. 
Sean McVay is going to have to do some algebra tomorrow because he has his backup quarterback playing. The Rams are golfless. Who's the backup they, quarterback? They might not make the playoffs because you got Tampa Bay in the mix. Tampa Bay, they weren't even part of my scenario. John Wolford. Danny Wolfel? Tampa Bay clinched already, right? Oh, okay. yeah, Tampa Bay clinched. Oh, okay, that's Tampa right. Bay clinched. Yeah. W- they can they the can move last, up and down with the seed. It's the last wild card spot. Correct. Correct. Yeah. John now, Wolford, who I thought was the senator from Illinois, but he's the backup quarterback for Los Angeles Rams. The S is silent. It's just Illinois. The Packers can have home field advantage if they win, Van. Yes, or Seattle and New Orleans loses. Okay, so if so, Green Bay loses and Seattle wins, then the Saints have home field advantage. Right. John oh Wolford, the backup quarterback for the Rams, doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. That was a bold face lie. Never mind. There it is. <laughs> how do you get on the? Yeah, how do you get on the team there? Okay, and then the Seahawks are somehow still in the mix, and they can be the home field if New Orleans and Green Bay loses. Right. Correct. Yep. Okay, so the path to me of least resistance here is just for Green Bay to win, and then this whole conversation is over. I'm into that. R.I.P. David Bakhtiari. Pour out a little liquor for David Bakhtiari's season. The NFL's five-time Pro Bowl left tackle gone for the year. Well, there's only a couple games. He block well, but he blocks for uh, Rogers' blindside. That's that's a big loss. It's a big hit. Well, I hope the crowd noise doesn't get to the backup. Oh wait, <laughs> they're not playing in Texas. Do you really have home field advantage with COVID nineteen? Well, I you guess get the week off. You, you get the week it. off, and you get to stay healthy. And, that, and that's, oh, that's a big deal, rest in your body. You get one week, yeah. that's that's huge. And you're the only that one gives, that gets to do it. That's a good point. Because that gives you time to create a Wikipedia page for your backup left tackle. <laughs> Correct. All right, so this is what the listener wants. Because list, Albuquerque listener are all Cowboys fans because why not? Yeah. All right, so the Washington football team is the best team in the East. True or false? Uh, right now, or like with their oh, I, a full I, healthy roster, are they tied? Washington has a game. They're a game up on Dallas. Correct. Okay. So, so but Dallas win. has the Dallas has a tiebreaker. Yeah. So, so the football team would need to lose, and the boys would need to win. Yes. And that's it. If the football team loses, then the winner of Cowboys Giants is the is NFC the East champ. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So even the Giants. That is too exciting for me. Okay, so I'm not going to miss that one. Because you're you're playing – but it only matters if Washington loses. What are the times on these? Which one's which? Is there one earlier? The early game is the Cowboys, and then the late game, I think, is Bears and Packers. The night game is Washington-Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a Sunday nighter. Yep. So Jalen Hurts is going to decide who goes – to the playoffs in the NFC East. I think you're correct. Oh, I love that. Isn't that cool? I love that narrative. Is I Alex, love these scenarios. Is Alex Smith going to play? Uh, there, yeah. there was talk about him coming back. I don't know who is, but I know who isn't. Haskins. Haskins is not <laughs> going to be playing. 
can you imagine one night at the strip club costing you millions of dollars? I could imagine it costing me a couple hundred. <laughs> That's about it. And there's like there's not like a period of time anymore to where you can just be like a young quarterback and learn. Like you have to show like there's no more Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's the last Brett one. Right? He's the last one. Cause like and I think maybe it started with like to me it feels like it started with Sam Bradford out of Oklahoma with the St. Louis Rams. But like you have to show up, you have to be poised, you have to be perfect, you have to go from day one. You cannot grow. There's no uh, path outside of instant success. Sure. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was victim to that. 20-year-old kid has to act like a 10-year, 10-year veteran first day on the ha- job. Has to. Yeah. Or it don't matter. We, hey, you know what we're going to do, Dwayne Haskins, even though you, you are 22 years old, we're going to put a C right on your chest, and you're going to lead this team. What? Sorry, what? Why? 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 You, That's your, yeah, it's your poor decision-making. Yeah. I, I, guys, I just got here. Somebody had to help me find the parking lot. If it's not yard work, there's not a lot of things I'm trusting to a 20-year-old. Mm-mm. You know what? No if, offense if to 20-year-old listener. No, 20-year-old listener. You know what I love about you? I wouldn't trust me with anything if I was 20. Your potential to grow and learn. Yeah, eventually. Become, yeah, become like a contributor and an adult. And here's the, when you're 22, you don't know you're an idiot because this is the first time you've ever been 22. I didn't know I was an idiot at 22 until I was 32. Sure, exactly that. 20-year-old Van thought he was very smart and talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20-year-old Van was an idiot. I would, not have, I would not have trusted opening a box of cereal to 20-year-old Van. No. No. 20-year-old Fred could whoop you at Halo. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had. That's it? Madden. You peak, too, you Madden. peak too young, my friend. Physically, socially, yes. <laughs> when we get back, we're going to the AFC. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We spent our holidays at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9 FM AM 610 D, Sports Animal. Two years after America became a country, man, 1778, after they declared their independence. Captain James Cook was the first person to ever describe surfing as he observed it in Hawaii. So the first go. white guy to do it. First white guy. The yes. first white guy. We got to stipulate that. Originally by the Hawaiians referred to as Hinanaha, hmm. which means wave sliding. So. That's cooler. That's way cooler than surfing. I agree. You know, Fred. Yeah, it's Hawaiian tradition to oh. make plate or take plate at a family barbecue or a luau. So if you don't take a plate to go, it's considered offensive to the host. You know, I don't eat leftovers. Really? Yeah. Huh? I don't eat leftovers. God, you're so fancy. You think you're better than everyone else, or what? I would spend my next honeymoon in Bora Bora, if you're asking me. Okay. Yeah, which was formed 400 years ago by a volcanic eruption and sits almost exactly equidistance from Australia and the United States. What do you know? Yeah, who know? Well, you did. I, well, I did, yeah. yeah well, it, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of Bora Bora. 
because I like um, like famed movies, Triple X, Island Fever, Hurricanes, Sky Pirates, and of course the reality show Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which have all filmed in Bora Bora. So it's kind of an interesting little thing there. I don't know if you knew about that. You had me until the Kardashians. Now I'm kind of turned off. From Bora Bora? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I turn you back on by letting you know that there's over 200 species of maritime life that surround the island of Bora Bora, and their tourist industry of boating and scuba diving is their number one economic success? Would that help you at all? Well, those numbers seem low, just like different types of spam in Hawaii. I think there's more than 200 species. Did you did you verify that number? Um, all I have is what I have, okay. which is, and this is all from memory. I'm not, I'm not taking this in from anywhere. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. This is all, um, from memory. Um, my love of coconut and coconut palms originally drove my interest in Bora Bora. So. So cool. Just so yeah. cool. Spend a, spend an afternoon in a bungalow if you so wished. Contrary to popular de- belief. Mm-hmm. U&M Lobo's own Tavaka Tuioti is from Long Beach, California, not well, that, the Pacific Islands. Here's the thing, though. That doesn't change his heritage. Sure. I, do. I, he, I would never say that, first okay. off. Okay. Because I, I, can be, I can be an American in Paris. I could be a werewolf in Paris, but I'm still American. Okay. I think, I think we're kind of losing focus here. Okay. You can't you can't be a werewolf, Fred. We've had this oh. talk <laughs> multiple times. You cannot be a werewolf. The whole reason I moved here to meet a lobo. <laughs> Interesting. Nice try. The AFC playoff clinching scenarios for week seventeen. Okay, you ready? Hit me. I want to start with the Titans, because I feel like they're n- not gonna make it. So I'm sorry, what? So if the Titans win, they're in. It's over, okay? There's a lot of oars. And then, yeah, or Baltimore can lose, or the Titan or Indianapolis can lose, or Miami can lose. Well, the Titans are in the driver's seat. They got the highest seed, so they need to lose. They need to win. Uh, if they to miss out, they have to lose. Oh, okay. And Baltimore, Indy, and Miami has to win. That's the only way that they miss the playoffs. God, there's a lot going on there. Sure. Tight, okay. A Titans win, they wrap up the AFC South. Yes. Well, that's the easiest way to say it, but hell, thank you. <laughs> He's done the way this I was saying it. It was drastically confusing. So the Dolphins, which play in Miami, who don't have my favorite player of all time, Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. Now, if they win or if Baltimore loses or Cleveland loses or Indianapolis loses, they're in. Right. But the obstacle for the Dolphins is they're going up against Buffalo, who could have back-to-back home games, so they're putting all the boys out there. Correct. Buffalo will be trying. Buffalo is better than Miami. That is correct. Buffalo is better than everyone except Kansas City. And I stand by that. Yeah, that's the truest statement ever said, because we're going to see a Kansas City-Green Bay Super Bowl, and neither of those teams is Buffalo. Ooh, I like that. Mm, That made me happy, you saying that out loud. So Baltimore 
which you are familiar with and because of HBO's Kansas City and Green Bay make it, it's going to be referred to as the Jake from State, Bar- State Farm Bowl. What will he do? you got to play both sides. You get one of those half-and-half half jerseys? Yeah, he's got to. Smart. Like the like Harbaugh's mom. She's got the half-and-half half jersey. Like, like uh, Tiger Woods' parents. I mean, that's the wrong kind of half. But So, if Baltimore <laughs> wins... Baltimore, where the fictitious police drama The Wire was set. Correct. If they win, or they if call Baker it Mayfield Bodymore Murderland. Ooh, I love instead that. Instead of Baltimore, Maryland. It's Bodymore Murderland. I don't. I think you just made that up. Nope, it's from The Wire. Okay. Acclaimed hit series, The Wire. So if the Ravens win, or, and I keep saying or in this way. Because this is a lot to take in. I'm, I'm letting your mind reset. Thank you. Or if Baker Mayfield loses, mm. or mm. if Phillip Rivers loses, then Baltimore's in. God, this is getting to be too much. And Baltimore's okay. very dangerous. Insanely dangerous. Very dangerous. You, sh- you learn that from watching The Wire. That's how yes. dangerous Baltimore is. Exactly that. Now, here's where it starts to get just preposterous like this is not going to happen so the browns are in with a win or an indianapolis loss or a tennessee loss plus a baltimore win plus an indianapolis win plus a miami win correct so they just need to win no they got to win yes but these are not ands these are ors there's so the colts are the only one who need an and yes all right, so if the Colts win and Tennessee loss or a Baltimore loss or a Cleveland loss or a Miami loss. I mean, because there are five teams playing for four spots, and the Colts right now are odd man out. Unless. <laughs> There's too much here. So the AFC South, though, that's Titans or Colts, whatever. <sighs> it's a lot. Who I'm you got? Watch, I'm just going to watch the night game. I can't deal with all this stress. It's so much. Well, and you're aware of this, and the listener's not, but, like, I am already the Fantasy Football League champion. I I won the championship without a quarterback, which was a tremendous effort by me. My, like, I didn't really even bother to draft one. Um, I just kind of played the waiver wire every week, and I was able to just really put everyone behind me and just prove my greatness. Um, I'm proud of that. You know, I'm real proud. Nobody wants to see pictures of your ugly kids, and no one wants to hear about your fantasy football team, Fred. Especially not my PayPal account. <laughs> Hell. That's what I'm going to do with my winnings. Yeah, drinks are on Fred. Yep. I'm going to put them on. I'm going to go down right now to the book, and I'm going to say, give me Green Bay, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to pick a winner. I'm just going to pick that they show up. Can you make that bet, or is that not a real thing? You can make. You can bet on anything. All right, I'll bet on that. So there's some games we don't have to care about, right? Like, we don't have to watch Atlanta-Tampa Bay. That one has nothing going on. Right? Nothing. The Jets and the Patriots has nothing going on. Nothing. The Vikings and the Lions has nothing going on. Nothing. Nada. All right, so those are all out. I don't care about those 1 p.m. games. Do you Take those off my TV. Raiders, Broncos, black it out. Don't care. The Jaguars, can they lose the first pick overall? No. Nope. Locked in. Okay. So I'm only watching them to lose to the Colts. 
The Chiefs are going to just embarrass the Chargers. It's not even going to be a game. What do you think? When when Trevor Lawrence gets drafted by the Jaguars, yeah. where is he going to live other than Jacksonville, Florida? <laughs> well, they have an Applebee's. <laughs> I think they have two. So They have the nice one, yeah. And then they have the one on the other side of town. The one next to the airport. Yeah, and that one is like an Applebee's to go, which is different. But it's nice. It's still, in its own way, it's still nice. Well, it's nice that it's nice. Um, you you can even know. throw out Chiefs Chargers. The Chiefs aren't going to play. No, no, they don't care. They don't care about They're anything. locked in. They get two weeks off. But I guess the rest of the NFC is worth watching, right? There's some stuff going on. ton I of guess. great games. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting football day tomorrow. And then an Just exciting got a, couple of weeks. You, you got a top-heavy AFC. That's what makes it kind of interesting there. And then the NFC, pretty much you just want to see Green Bay wins. Everything else falls into place, especially in the, the, the other seeds. You know, New Orleans would be number two, then Seattle. But that NFC East has got a lot of drama to it because can you believe it? Would you have thought that the Cowboys would have a chance to win a playoff spot? The NFC East is full of losers. Sure is. It's hard yeah. to watch. There are teams in the NFC making the playoffs that are not as good as teams in the AFC not making the playoffs. Hey, you know, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Ah. Seattle did some damage in the playoffs with a losing record, right? Who knows what can happen? Now you're making an excellent point again. I often do. And then a couple of weeks of playoff football, which will be so exciting. Then one week off for the Pro Bowl. Just kidding. Then the Super Bowl. And then COVID-19 should be fixed by the start of next season, correct? Perfect. I love it. I love how every day forward is one day I'm closer to being done with COVID-19. Will you, though? Uh, maybe. You see it morphed over in England. So we got a so- new strain coming out. Yeah, we can fix that, too. The varsity <laughs> of tattoos. Whenever we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio at Powerman of Mexico Pinion Coffee. We spent our holidays at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 95.9 FM AM 610 D Sports Animal. Lady, Lady Lobo's band at 2 o'clock. And then. Go Bows. The boys. Play tonight on 770. What time tonight? 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. There we go. So check out Rob Portnoy and Hunter Green as they bring you the action. You know I will. The varsity today, Van, we're going with tattoos, okay? Yes, we are. Today's varsity is the varsity of tattoos. Do you have any tattoos, Van? Not a one. I could have a nice Jewish burial. Okay. Well, that okay. I have not des- <laughs> I have not desecrated my temple. I don't have any either. And I was in the military. I just hate needles. You're one of the lucky ones. There's hey, Fred. I don't know tattoos. if you know this. Oh, okay. But if you've never been to Southeast Asia, I have not. You wouldn't know how crowded it is there. And it's thought that Southeast Asia was so crowded. In 1500 B.C., hundreds upon thousands of Southeast Asians took the hard journey and migrated to the Pacific Islands. This is over 3,500 years ago they made the trek. So Polynesians are descendants of Southeast Asia. 
That makes sense logistically, what right. you're saying. Yes. Did you know that the island with the cleanest air in the world is Tasmania? Oh, my goodness. That makes total sense. Yeah. So there's just kind of a fun little fact for you. Um, it's got the cleanest air in the world. So if that's a concern of yours, uh, go check out the dense rainforest of Tasmania and their largest carnivorous marsupial, the Tasmanian devil. I'm really into it. 18 national parks there. Okay, so we started the varsity of tattoos because we were speaking of the Maori, right? Yes. Because they have the iconic chest and arm, and then it kind of there based on your like seniority in the tribe. Correct. You it it grows from there, right? So the more tattoos, the more I'm going to use the word prominence or respect. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really versed enough to tell you exactly. Let's just call it respect. Okay. So that's on the list of the varsity, but I don't think it's number one. It is the oldest known form of tattooing. Okay. But that does not necessarily make it the best. No, I believe it was surpassed. Now, I want to throw out a couple real quick that I think are, are like varsity worthy, okay. but they're not. Because, you know, the varsity is a collaboration. It's not a ranking. Sure. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start with like Chinese, right? Like... Like you can be of any culture, but still have like Chinese symbols as tattoos, as Kenyon Martin let us all know. Right. So I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put like Chinese inspired tattoos. Yes. I love yeah. like Chinese lettering on people, and they have no Correct. idea what it means. Like yes. you think people in China just have like water written on their arm in English. <laughs> It doesn't look as pretty. I don't think so. The thing. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Now, how do you feel? Have you ever seen like Egyptian style tattoos? It's beautiful. Yeah, oh my gosh. Like hieroglyphic looking. There's a lot of like horizontal and vertical strong markings. Sure. Yeah. Like, like there's a rich history of tattoos, specifically in Africa, but Egypt is where like I'm kind of laying regionally right now. That to me is, is very high. Like that's excellent. Absolutely. What do you got, man? Well, one of the biggest ones, and it's yeah. uh, surging in the past couple decades, is Japanese tattooing. Correct. Which I believe is the top. You think that's number one? I do. I believe, like, the koi fish phenomenon. Yeah. I like phenomenon. the, like, kabuki and samurai, and I really like yeah. that vibe. And I think it's extra special. Japanese tattooing is extra special because it's forbidden there. Oh, and for centuries, only Yakuza had Japanese. And so unless you were Yakuza or historically a samurai in battle, you didn't get tattoos. Well, there you go. I did not know. And I think it's, it's forbiddenness made it so appealing. It's also beautiful. So Japanese, my number one answer, which also my number one. Okay. Um, I would sneak in right underneath of it, like Buddhist-inspired stuff. Okay. I really like the rich curves. I like that how like the human form is represented in a pulpness. I think it's a strong tattoo, and it's less symbols and it's more like portrait-ish. It's more like like people and like well, obviously like animals, 
but I think that one is strong. Um, I have a dark horse for you. Okay. Celtic. That's very strong. Celtic is strong. Very strong. I got I got one that should probably, since we're Americans, Navy tattooing. The okay. The aquatic theme, the boat theme, Navy tattooing with the uh, the dance. Yeah, the anchor nautical. Very nautical. Thank you. And it's weird because I grew up in the Midwest, but I have buddies with anchor tattoos, and there's no ocean where I grew up. It's because of uh, the children out of wedlock they had. They got they had anchor babies. That's why. Oh, smart. Yeah. The how do you feel about another like American tattoo where a company pays you to put their brand on you? Uh, depends on how much. I could probably be very much into that. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, yes. Speaking of American tattoos, I got yes. one that deserves to be on Rushmore. And if you're in your uh, 30s up until early 40s, you're going to appreciate this one. The tramp stamp. Oh, fire. If you had a lower back tattoo yeah. throughout the 90s, gentlemen out there, you know. You know. You know. If you had a couple of adult beverages with a little lady from the bar and... She drops her purse, she bends over to pick up that purse, and you see a tramp stamp. Gentlemen my age and slightly older knew what was going to happen. You were going to have a lovely conversation explaining to her your barbed wire tattoo on your arm. Exactly that. Yes, that's what was going to happen. And you had to explain the Chinese letters on your arm. You thought it said, be water, but it actually says, fermented watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> of all the gals that Vital <laughs> dated in the 90s, they all had Looney Tunes tattoos, ah, which was weird. Yeah, like well, why do you actually, have actually, Arabic is uh, the ones that I knew. Well, that I mean, where you were in the world, yes, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. We, uh, I'm into it. I'm into all this. I'm into tattoos. I'm, and I really like it when culturally you can do like weird stuff to your face because I think face tattoos are brutal. But if you have like a religious or cultural enough where you're like okay i'm just gonna do my chin up here i'm gonna do my eye like whatever i'm in on that what is it religious or cultural for post malone where does he fall in that spectrum yeah i believe it's the same thing as like (laughs) gauging your ears or your lip i think it's just body modification heck of a show today man my goodness the wind was in our sails well at least on the pacific ocean any final words before before we let you go today, man. Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. We'll do it next week. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.